world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. We're taping a show a week in advance because I decided I'm going to go to L.A. Uh, to the uh, Reagan Presidential Library for a few days. And, uh, I thought they maybe I, called you in to do another Comedy Central Actually, thing, no. Patty bought me it uh, for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, so we're going out for a few days. I might even visit Nick, Nixon's library in Yorba Linda. And I'll probably stop in Disneyland because I like everything Disney and I've never been to the land in California. You've never been to the land? Nope. Oh. Nope. And I'm going to drive around and look at the needle and poop infested streets of the homeless uh, people. Yeah. In California, too. Take one up to San Francisco. There's plenty that's, of that. That's where I'm heading. Uh, so we got two people on the show today. Uh, the um, a constant guest, Eric Rebels from Gunsitters, Gunsitters.com, and Weapons Guard. A constant guest, did we first? Yes, time? constant, a constant, like a pain in a the ass. He's a recidivist. <laughs> Eric, how are you? Good, good, good. And uh, Scott Bach is in the studio again. He's a uh, banned from speaking in many locations and everything. We talked about that good. last week. Good, good, and uh, he also uh, spearheaded the uh, the rally in Trenton that was ignited by Rob Bermudez, passed to Mark Cheeseman, and then dumped on Scott's lap. <laughs> did I pretty much? <laughs> That's pretty pretty well right? said. Did yeah. I, did I do that? Round robin sort yes. Of and then uh, Scott asked for volunteers and friends, and we broke 2,000 people. We had 27 or 28 speakers. He called me up and asked me to MC, so I had you to did MC. a great job. A great Thank job. you. Well, you guys, everybody there did a great job. It was it was it was phenomenal. It was cold. Uh, you know, it it, it was really cold uh, because uh, Sue was, Sue was there too. We were in an alcove that had no sun, and then when it ended at like 11, 30, 12 o'clock, when I the walked out of in. the alcove and I walked into where the sun was hitting, <laughs> I just wanted to lay there, yeah, you know, and yeah. soak up my feet. Right, were your feet frozen? Yeah. My feet were frozen. I, I had a, a down jacket on under my jacket, but I could have used more. And, you know, Rob Bermudez, we talked about it uh, last show, Scott, he brought the garbage bags, and everybody walked around and picked up uh, any oh. cigarette butts. Yeah, that was Rob. Rob brought the garbage bags. Yeah, people remarked how clean it was after the rally. You mean it wasn't like a progressive rally right. where they <laughs> exactly. leave all their crap behind? Because it's somebody else's job to clean it. That's how socialism works, right? That's right. Right? Not it's, my job. Yeah, somebody else's job. So, uh we had a successful rally, and uh, unfortunately, the assembly, you know, they, we knew they were going to yeah. pass bills, and that's what you're here to talk we, about. We had a different goal. Yes, and Eric is here. He has some surprises to talk about, too. So maybe, Scott, you should lead off. Tell us uh, whatever you want to share about the rally and the current state of New Jersey and uh, our unity and everything, please. Okay, so it'll take about 30 minutes. No, um, listen. The whole show is you and Eric, and Eric can talk, so don't let him get in until you get all your thoughts out. Look, b big picture, l l you know, the rally was a success in that it, it fired up the crowd. It brought out a lot of people on a, a weekday. It snarled traffic and clogged Trenton. Oh, there were state great. workers, apparently, who were very upset <laughs> because they got into work late because, they, you know, the streets yeah. were closed and the normal uh -huh. traffic patterns were disrupted. And so they definitely took notice. Now, 
Did we expect them to change their votes because of it? No. No. But as I've said here and in in many other venues, our goal right now is they need to understand that we are going to fight them tenaciously every step of the way. We're going to make it painful, uncomfortable. We're going to hold their feet to the fire every step of the way. And the rally was a way of doing that plus firing up the troops. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be a gun owner in New Jersey right now. Okay. A lot of gun owners want to just give up. And we needed this rally this year. We don't always, you know, we're not always in favor of rally. Sometimes they don't, you know, if you think, well, will a rally change the outcome of legislation? No, but there is a time and a place for everything. And the Second Amendment community needed that boost. Mm-hmm. We made huge, we got huge media attention, or as some people would say, huge. huge um, yes. our, a lot of our message got out. Because we held that rally, we were featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, News 12 New Jersey, 101 point, New Jersey 101.5 radio, and on and on and on. If we hadn't done the rally, our message would not have been heard. Right. I personally spent quite a bit of time on the phone um, with other reporters and someone on the editorial board of the New Jersey Star-Ledger discussing and, frankly, debating, you know, these issues. It's, it's amazing what that would bo- not have happened if we didn't have the rally. No, yeah. absolutely not. So, but one big thing that people need to understand is, remember, just Civics 101, uh, okay? Just because stuff passed the assembly doesn't mean it's law. In order for a bill to become law, it needs to pass both houses. Nothing has happened in the Senate. Before it can pass the Senate, it's got to go through Senate committee. That's not been scheduled yet. Then it has to be voted on in the full Senate. That's not been scheduled yet. In fact, our information says that stuff may not move in the Senate until much later this spring or or even early summer, okay, meaning, you know, like into the May and June period. Now, that could change, but the bottom line is this is far from over. We're a long way from done. We need to keep the energy up. We need to be prepared to come back for Senate hearings. We need to keep calling legislators when, when NRA and ANJRPC sound the alarm. We've got to keep that pressure up. The, so for those people out there who think, oh, my God, I have these magazines. I have to get rid of them now. No, you don't. And I'm not yet. We're not there yet. And also, I'm kind of announcing here we haven't trumpeted it yet, but, you know, there is a significant amendment that's been added to the bill. It doesn't make the bill acceptable, but it makes it less bad. And that is, like right now, you can temporarily block a magazine in excess of 15 rounds. Um, we got an amendment added that under the new bill, that will be extended. So you'll be able to, I'm sorry, permanently block. I should have said permanently block. Um, so under the new bill that just passed the assembly, in addition to the three other options, which were destroy it, surrender it, or sell it, you now have the option to permanently block your magazine. So, guys, hold on to your magazines. We're still going to oppose the bill. We're still going to sue their asses when it passes. Okay? But at least there's something. This bill touches a million people, mm-hmm. and, and it now will contain um, a viable option, something we're already used to and familiar with for people. Who, so I know Eric talked about people leaving <laughs> magazines on his door, like, a, like people leaving <laughs> babies outside. <laughs> like a firehouse. So what, what ends up happening is the bill, the, these things happen, the news comes out. The next day I walk into work and there's two magazines at the doorstep outside. Don't outside. do that. And Don't I'm like, do that. what the? <laughs> then the next day people come in, put them in the window and run. <laughs> I'm like, why do they do it? They don't want their names involved. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, yeah, you can't, you can't just leave this here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you didn't see That's me. Weird. Now we know where to get magazines you know, free. Right, exactly. So yeah. Chop he, off magazines here. So, so Bermuda's got pissed. Cheeseman 
punted it to Scott. We had the rally. We had over 2,000 people, peaceful assembly. We said our piece. People made friends. Some people, uh, you know, rectified some, broke some, mended, and mended some fences too, right, Scott? Some people approached you or whatever. They fended some menses, yes. Yes, they fended some menses. But, and then what happened was we ended up, instead of the assembly getting all of the press time that day, Scott ended up getting a ton of press time. Bernadette, everybody else who was interviewed, Tony Simon were on the news. People get to hear our side. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, everything he went through. And I, I came up, for all the people that don't think, you know, peaceful assembly does anything. What difference does it make? I hear that shit all the time. They remind me of Hillary Clinton. My quote is, organized protest at the grassroots level will trump the voices of political correctness. Right. And I believe that, that we just need to keep... Listen, the left does it all the time. All day long. Okay? Yeah. Nonstop. We need to do it, too. Right. Now, are you going to this other rally April 14th down in Trenton from 2 to 4? Don't know yet. Me, I was invited to speak already, but uh, I'm probably going to go if, I, if I'm, if I'm going to speak. If I don't speak, I'll probably go, too. So I, <laughs> I, I want you to talk more about the, the rally and the ramifications and the bills. And, Eric, you have stuff to talk about. We have four more segments. So, Eric, calm down. <laughs> I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. 
Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. And this segment is brought to you by Gunsitters.com, and Eric is going to tell us all about Gunsitters.com and where to find them and where they are. Go ahead, Eric. You're doing the reader for me this time. Well, Thank you. He's got to pay for the commercial, now. he's got to do his own commercial. Yes. All right. well, my credit card was denied. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the phone with Amex right now. Cancel that payment. So we, it has been crazy at Gunsitters. We're uh, getting a lot of people moving their things out to our eastern Pennsylvania. We're looking at expanding into further into Pennsylvania. Maryland's having problems um, with their guns. Delaware's even have a problem. Oh, so yeah. our Salisbury location's getting a lot of uh, a lot of hits from that. Um, medical marijuana in Hawaii is going crazy. People they're just taking their guns since November seventh when they announced that. The, actually, they announced after the police got there that they're going to take the guns of the people who have been registered and buying medical marijuana. They've never given back their guns. Because they have to go wow. to a doctor within 30 days, have a drug Ugh. test, says that they're clear, then the police then can return the firearms to them. But the police are asking, well, since it's been your 30 days and you were tested, it's now been two months. Uh, we want you to get tested again. Wow. And they never, really? the law never said that. And New Jersey's on the precipice of having recreational marijuana. When you buy recreational marijuana in New Jersey, they're going to scan your driver's license. Therefore, the second time you buy it, you're a habitual drug addict, and you can no longer own or possess guns in New Jersey. Okay, it's I want to interrupt. Evan Knappen has been pitching this, and the new Form 4473, I'm going to read question 11E for you, and then Eric's going to take it from here. This is question 11E. It's been amended. Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Question mark. Block bold letters. Warning. The use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. You hear that? Knappen says you can either bong or bang. You can't one do both. Yeah. Okay. So, even though, so the question, ahead, even though the question says one thing, the end of the possession of the marijuana, whether it's legal or not. See, New Jersey will no longer have marijuana being it will be illegal to possess it. The marijuana in New Jersey will be given to you in a bag, almost like a package good. It will be like a liquor store. You go into a liquor store, they're not pouring you drinks. Right or or repackaging it, the marijuana is going to be in a baggie, and that will have your name, address, phone number, and an expiration date. Possession of that marijuana that's in that bag past the expiration date will cause you to be a felon. But because a felon of what? A... Marijuana will be legal to possess. It'll, you'll be a felon because it'll be tax hmm. evasion. Uh, wow. You'll be evading wow. the taxes. Because if I take that baggie and I smoke <laughs> all that, and my friends who are, let's say, weed shining and selling marijuana outside of this preview, what, and, I, and I weed shine, like moonshine. You know an awful lot about <laughs> yes. this, Eric. So, well, this is the thing. Can I keep my weed at gun sitters? Okay. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, that, Somebody had his, to ask. His sister company, Weed Sitters. Ah. That's what that's for. Ah. <laughs> 
So you're welcome. It, so if somebody keeps just refilling their Percocet bottle with n new Percocet they're buying online, it's illegal uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, right. it, the bottle has an expiration date. This tax will have an expiration date, and then they'll come and take your guns. So if you're, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Wow. So wow. That, so it, it's got so many loopholes that they've literally set it it's up a, as as a de facto yeah. backdoor gun ban. It, 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 there's no way wow. it's ca it can't be. As soon as you see, buy it the second time. Last week we talked about uh, Justice Stevens coming out and saying Second Amendment needs to be repealed, and I said last week I'm with him. Come on out here and let's let's have that discussion. Stop hiding behind the shit. Magazine bans. Let's register each bullet. Let's put a $50 tax on bullets. Let's, oh, bullets aren't covered under the Second Amendment. Come out and say exactly what you mean, and let's have that discussion. Let's see if 300 million people want to vote to repeal the Second Amendment. Correct. If, if they were truly serious about gun laws, they would, take, they would go to Patterson and, okay, here's a body. How'd that body get there? Okay, it got there because there was a bullet, and there was a bullet from a gun. Who owned that gun? Not the person who shot it. If you're serious about gun laws, meter the storage. Tell people to responsibly store their firearms, okay? We have laws for that, though. And you can't that, legislate stupidity out of that's, existence. That's the whole thing. When someone buys a gun, we tell them it's unlawful to keep a, a loaded firearm accessible to a minor. Yet tragedies happen, unfortunately, all the time. You mean I can't store keep your my guns rifle responsibly. on the porch? Anymore. And if somebody steals that gun, that is the point. You're, I know. you're caught with a stolen gun in this state. If I'm caught with a stolen gun, nobody knows it's stolen. And by I, the way, it was sold by a bad dealer. Yeah. yeah that, right? That's, so I. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. But what that's what they dealer? say. Yeah. Well, yeah. Listen right. to well, this. Well, it's easier to buy a gun storage. online than a book. <laughs> I, I have, I've owned an FFL. People come in with guns all the time. A guy came in with a gun that had blood on it. So I look at this gun, I'm like, uh-oh, right? So I go to the other room, I call the it local police. It was probably police, a Ruger Mark you know what they said? Everybody gets cut. <laughs> yeah, true. You know what they said? We can't do anything about it. I go, well, I have the serial number. We don't care. We can't trace that gun without probable the cause. The system is broken. So the, Blood even on a gun is even, not probable no, cause? No, that's the whole point. Evan, where's Evan Knappen when you state, need him? The state police call the state police, and they say, no, you can't trace that gun. You either buy it or don't buy it. We suggest you don't buy it. There's no way for a gun dealer to, to know. You don't buy the no gun way to with know the that blood that, on it. So is that a stolen gun? If somebody comes oh to me and says, I want to, I want to sell this gun, there's no way to know that he even owns it. And we can either buy it or not. And if we buy it, now it gets cleaned by the FFL, and we sell it to someone else as a clean gun, even though it may be in a system that says it's stolen. Wow. Wow. Because there's no onus, responsibility, so or way to let's talk channel. about craziness. Tell us all how you spanked Lacey Township School. Please, Scott. Please, Scott. Tell us, Scott. <laughs> now, before you say anything, uh. I just want to let you know that yesterday, I've been in Charleston all week, and the topic of conversation on morning talk radio was the Lacey Township. Yeah. Oh, that went national. Issue. Yeah. And they were talking about it on local talk uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. Well, just as a reminder, this is the school that disciplined two students for posting pictures of themselves engaged in lawful Second Amendment activity. Actually, it wasn't even pictures of themselves. It was pictures of guns at a range with a comment, fun day at the range. Right. And they were disciplined under that. And then we also found out that the, the school forced a student to remove a sticker from his car that had an image of a gun on it under threat of... Um, disciplinary action. And so we very publicly uh, threatened to sue on both times. 
and that ignited a firestorm. Our alert actually ignited this firestorm, and uh, kudos to our friends at uh, CNJFO who broke the story. Um, and we really ran with it. We had Dan Schmutter write up uh, demand letters basically telling the school. that When we looked at their school policy that was online, it said they could control student behavior off of school grounds. We want to, we want to hear more about yes. this. Yeah, off campus. They can so do whatever they want. We not 1984, I want right. fiction you're our, again. You're our property. Yeah. We control you. The Constitution does not exist here. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers in each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms and those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. This segment is brought to you by uh, Liberty Office Suites, libertyofficesuites.com. Two locations, one on Change Bridge Road in Montville and one on New Road in Parsippany. Check out Liberty Office Suites. They have a meeting room that will hold 70 people for as little as $58 a month. You can have a professional environment, and you can get out of your mom's basement where you're waiting for one of the buses to pick you up to bring you to the rally. <laughs> you pathetic get your, uh, loser. To get your vegan. Okay? Uh, no, well, you they want decaf. a gluten-free well, snack. Gluten-free snack. Gluten-free snack. The only ones that didn't complain about the buses were the women. 
Unbelievable. But that's another story. Yeah, I want George Orwell to be fiction again, by the way. It's really pissing me off yeah, that it's exactly. become nonfiction. So, uh, also, I just want to talk about it. Uh, September 22nd, 9 to 5, Cumberland County College is the New Jersey Safe Conference 2018. If you want info, njsafecon.net. Uh, Will it will be looking for sponsors. Uh, if you're a plumber, butcher, baker, if you're gun sitters, you'll be there. Uh, if you're gun for hire, you'll be there. If you're ANJRPC, you'll be there. Uh, everybody should be there. CNJFO. It's always a great day, right, Scott? Absolutely. Right, Eric. Power was restored. Yes, correct. So power was restored. <laughs> Every year we have something. This year I predict locusts. Locusts, yeah. So, Scott, continue about Lacey's overreach of our First Amendment rights. Okay, First and Second Amendment. And I second. mean, that's what this, the school policy said, that, that mere, if you're reported to be in possession of, oh if you're God. reported to oh be in possession of a gun, Big brother. for any reason, of any type, for any reason, on or off school grounds, they could suspend you okay and so you know the policy is clearly unconstitutional it's it stifles the second amendment it stifles the first Jeez, amendment did you have to wear an armband then if you were reported or <laughs> that's probably the next step the next a, a g step. on your well chest. actually the students apparently had to come to school and sit in a room but they were not allowed to go to class so we threatened to sue them they took notice the press took notice as anthony mentioned it, it went viral and, you know, at the same time they were denying that they did anything, they quietly rewrote that policy, okay, which we're still looking at. They quietly rewrote it, posted it to the website. Um, then there was that huge meeting of uh, parent, you know, the, the um, I guess it was a Board of Education meeting, uh, like within a week of that. And there were a couple of hundred people who came out to testify. And let me tell you something, that's gun, gun country down in Lacey Township. Yes, it, was, it is. I think it was like... 99% pro-gun and, you know, 1% other yeah. uh, at that. But the good news is that the town, we know they've had discussions with the parents and the families, and they're trying to do the right thing. I think they've seen the light. They felt the heat, and they've <laughs> seen the light, right? Um, they are also in discussions right now with our council, Dan Schmutter, trying to work out the other issues. We basically told them, fix your policies, apologize to the parents, and make sure it's not going to happen in the future. And right now we're working on some kind of resolution, a formal resolution, so that we don't have to sue them and embarrass them more. I think Were there they, any other students involved? I mean, in past? Yes. yes. Well, there's the student with the sticker. Uh, apparently, you know, people talked about um, at this uh, parent meeting or the school board meeting, apparently a kid made a finger gesture, a finger gun oh. gesture, and, oh. and that person was sent to the principal's office. So there's a... A culture. There was a culture at the Lacey Township schools and high school that that has now suddenly uh, seen a 180 degree have they, turn. Have they thought about maybe tattooing all of us gun people so they can you know, distinguish <laughs> yes, us between mark, the non-gun yeah, people on the, on the yeah. forehead? That's because yeah. you know or, I don't know if that's ever, has that ever or been done hand. before. No, no. Uh, that, no, numbers issue numbers. <laughs> no, you know maybe yeah. they should number us yeah. all. You know, Tattoo numbers. Well, we have our SBI numbers. Yeah, yeah. 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 there you go. Put my SBI number. Yeah, tattoo it on my trigger finger. Make sure we wear armbands. I wanted to put a skull and crossbones on my trigger finger and pull. Nolan from Physical Graffiti told me it won't last. Oh, really? You, because your, your fingerprints are constantly renewing. It'll go away after a while. But I wanted to have to do a skull and crossbones right on my... But that would tree. probably be one of those uh, other issues Knappen would argue with you about, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because you ever had an issue. Yeah. 
but I thought it, it would be, be it would be cool. Though. It would be cool. Maybe right? a temporary one. A temporary tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. What's going on? That you're you're being banned. You can't you can't speak at certain places. We've discussed this previously. It's been all over the media. It's that's gone national too. Boy, you're getting yeah. a lot of press. It's unbelievable. Lately. It's ridiculous. I haven't slept much the last few weeks. But good. Look, um, good. I have spoken at various clubs around the state, probably over a hundred in the last few years. And no one's ever been interested. But for some reason, when the Morris County <laughs> Republican Women's Group put out a release saying Scott Box is going to be our guest speaker on April 8th, the day this show is airing, by the way, um, you know, some folks in town in Morristown, New Jersey, um, which, which historically is, the, the, the is bastion of conservatism. Well, yeah, but there, there have been the last few years have been pockets of, uh, you know, severe progressivism that are perking up there. Jeez, this is a surprise. And so, so some activists, anti-gun activists in Morris County, and also a so-called Republican lawmaker, uh, Mayor Nick Platt of Harding, or former Mayor Nick Platt of Harding, mm-hmm. who I have met with, by the way. And Harding used to be a really good community. Well, they were quoted. What started this off is there was a, a report in um, a blog put out by David Wildstein that quoted the activists in Morris County and the, quote, Republican, Nick Platt, saying, you know, we, we uh, Platt was was uh, quoted as saying something like, uh, we I don't think Republicans should be uh, trying to get NRA's help or endorsement. You know, we should be distancing ourselves from Buck, which is ironic because when Platt was running for freeholder, mm. he begged me for help, yeah. and I spent an afternoon with him explaining the issues and trying to educate him. But... Um, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but that set off this firestorm. The next thing you know, the country club, it's uh, the Springbrook Country Club in Morristown, which has hosted this this Republican women's group for like the last 18 years, called up the head of the group, uh, um, Angelica Scholl, no, Angelique Scholl, and said, you know, two-minute conversation, I'm sorry, um, we're pulling the plug, we're, you can't hold this event there, it's what's best for the community. Oh, my God, okay. so... Click by First Amendment. Click. Okay. This is incredible. So so now, by the way, this this women's Republican group has some strong, serious backbone, okay? They were fully aware this could become controversial. Um, Angelique called me up and said, listen, we have two two um, venues in reserve, and we're not backing down. We're not going to be intimidated by these people. We're not going to let them make policy for us and tell us what we can and can't do. And, and so the thing is... Um, I guess later today, not really today, but April 8th at the Birchwood Manor. And um, I love that place. It's a fantastic place. We've all spent a lot of time there. But um, listen, it's pretty unbelievable that, you know, they want to suppress speech. What right. is what is so scary right. about my message? I mean, my right. message is really a simple one. It's common sense. You probably saw New Jersey 101.5 featured it. Bill Spadia did a blog yep. post on it. And, you know, we, we were on radio, we were on Cam and Company. And, by the way, the media that started to perk up initially to create this problem, suddenly they went silent mm-hmm. because they started to realize this was starting to go viral the other way and would actually give me more of a platform. And, and let me just say I want to invite anybody who wants to come to that event. 
It's late morning. I don't know the exact time, but it's late morning on the 8th today, the day this is being released. The show comes out at midnight on, at the 8th, so people yeah. will hear about Get it. Get out of and, bed. Go. And, uh, yeah, it's, and uh, the group is offering tickets to this. Uh, it's a, it's um, a brunch, so I think it's like at 11 a.m. or something like that. The Marino and, family runs a great place, the yeah. Brushwood. And so they're, they're offering to, to gun owners and ANJ, RPC, and NRA members, they, they will charge the same price that they charge for their regular paid members. And people should support that group. New, uh, yep, Morris County Republican Women's Club. Great group. Backbone. Not afraid to back down. Yes, God bless them. Everything I do gonna be funky from now on. Time and memories. The two most precious things you can give someone. No cell phones, no video games, no electronic devices. No interruptions. Just your favorite gun, a couple boxes of ammo, and time spent together. The folks at Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range believe there is no time like the present, and no present like time. Step through their doors, and you'll feel time stand still. It may look like a luxury shooting range, but what they really sell is the perfect day, and perfect memories are made from perfect days. Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range, where family memories begin. They said it wouldn't last. No that soup was just for you. wishful thinking. Gun for Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast Am I ready? in the nation. You didn't point to me. Seven no. years running. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You might as well. Now I can talk. <laughs> Do not forget to help You've out Cheeseman for and Gilliard. Cheeseman and Gilliard. They're GoFundMe. Gillard. 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 Go f- well, nobody's ever corrected me before. Uh, now I have. GoFundMe.com. <laughs> I think it Restore-carry-nj. Cheeseman spoke at the rally. Tony Simon. Teresa killed it from oh CNJ. Oh, my God. She was fantastic. She's been having uh, Twitter wars with Shannon Watts from... Uh, um, what is it? Any time, uh, well, what, what, was, well, yeah, what was her line? It was like, a, you know, moms demand action. What was it? It was like women, you don't women asking for, for somebody else to to do something. Real women take what, action. I don't know. Well, but she she killed it. We had a great lineup of speakers. You know, Schmutter sp- spoke. Forget the politicians and everything. That's what they do for a living. But right. Knappen, Schmutter, we had just so many people that came on and and killed it. It was a great job. Scott, you did a great job energizing the crowd. You were and a great MC. Out. Well, thank you, thank you. But you 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 did a great job. You know, coordinating and handling this. And again, we couldn't have that many uh, incumbent politicians and prospective politicians come on if it wasn't for Scott and the reputation he has. You know, if I called all of them people up to come and speak at that rally, we would have had none of them. Not true. You, yeah, you know who would have showed up? The guys that are running for office because they they're they're trying to get their name out there. Sure. But all the incumbents wouldn't showed up. And you had you know all every. Everybody was A or A-plus rated from the NRA that spoke that day. And uh, so it went off really, really well, well well coordinated. All your OCD showed that day, to be quite honest. <laughs> and all the Republican politicians who are A and A-plus rated all showed up in the same car, and it was one of those little smart cars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I, I read it. I read an inspirational quote. And it was quote. empty. <laughs> it was empty. I read an inspirational quote be- before each speaker. I've, so far, I've had to email that list of quotes to six people so far who've asked me for all of those inspirational quotes. It was Jefferson and 
MLK. Scott gave me the Gandhi quote, which was really good. So, uh, um, what Gandhi quote? The, his fame is of the many, many misdeeds of the British rule in India, de depriving a whole nation of arms, is the blackest. Well, that's my second favorite. Yeah. The, the, my favorite is I'm hungry. Where's the Oh, he needed to eat. <laughs> terrible. He needed to eat. That's but uh, anybody else so, hungry? <laughs> Scott, you have a lot more to talk about. But Eric, you had a story, a Rutgers story, you want to share with us. By the way, Eric is Gunsitters, Gunsitters dot com. Uh, keep it in the family. Um, like Rob Bermuda said in the show earlier, uh, he would uh, leave his magazines in Pennsylvania and pay Gunsitters every month rather than pay a $50 registration fee that goes to the Anti-Gun Administration of New Jersey. And I think that's a, a great angle to yeah. play. Why give the money to Jersey? I'd rather pay a monthly fee for Gunsitters to hold Absolutely. my stuff. So. It's also it's a great option if you don't want to permanently block your magazines. Correct. Well, exactly. And and eventually the AR ban and everything else is just crazy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's just crazy. Don't you give that up too, too easy. We're going to have a big fight over that. Those, I hope so. Because you this better is, believe it's, it. It's, been, it's a crazy place. So tell two, us your Rutgerker story. Two guys playing a video game in their room are overheard racial or, or uh, off-colored oh, epithets story, yeah. through the wall. The girls next door call the police and complain. The police come, and these kids are playing a video game. So they, they have... They, ask for a search of their residence and automobiles. What? And they, the kids, okay, well, I don't, you know, or we're going to call your parents. Okay, they sign it. So their residence, they search the room. They search the cars. One detective goes up to a Mars, a very affluent Mars County town and goes to the mother to search the kid's room. Oh, my God. Yes, with the local police, he goes there to search the kid's room because he shows her the paper and says, you know what? He said residence. Oh, my God. Residence. No shit. Yes. <laughs> so the mother lets them in, talks to them for a second. This and is thinks, 1930s Germany. You know, tries to call the husband. He's away on a trip. And, and then she, she finally thinks and says, you know what? No. She says, I'm not going to let you search the house. Well, no, we don't want to search the house. We just have rights to his room. So she still says no. And they leave, thank the Lord. Because That's otherwise, as somebody who's misinformed, she would have let Just them let into his room. Person, of course. Anything they would have found there, he could have been wow. charged with. So this is basically like a security guard from Rutgers. Comes yeah, up with uh, yes. a detective from the... Oh, my God. Yes. It's a, well, he's a police officer. So is but the he, thing is... Are they, started, are they... Well, we have to keep sworn? everybody safe. So. It, it oh, started yeah, from a video game. It's a video game that they're playing, and the girls next door complained about it. The police come over, knock on the door, By and something said, they might have and said, said or not said, well, and this, were reported by... By yes. the neighbor, yes. and again, it's armbands are next. So, well, I'm okay. telling you, this well, is just the way it's going to be. This the ammunition found in his car led him to two weeks in prison, okay, and then expelled from Rutgers because he had ammunition in his car and it's in a parking garage. It's just a mess. Oh my it's God. a mess. Now psychological evaluations and all this <laughs> other stuff. Because so, he had ammunition in no, his no, car. No, because of a video game. Because, mm -hmm. of, a video game. because mm -hmm. of a video game he was playing during the day, you know what I'm saying, not at night. And it was too loud. But this brings up a very valid point, too. And, and it's if you have something in your home that you shouldn't have in your home, you need to you need to get it out of your home and bring it to Eric because anything can happen. Anything. A fire in your home. Someone breaks uh. into your home. It happens without you knowing yep. about it. And all of a sudden, 
you know, it happened to us when we had it when we had the uh, the, the break in in the house. Um, and the police brought in dogs, yeah. and they were like, "Can we search the house?" And I said to the I said to the cop on the on the phone. It was a detective who was there, and I said to him, "Look, I just want to let you know there are firearms in that house." And he said, "Yes, sir, I know." I said, "Oh, did my wife tell you?" "No, sir." So they, they they knew they know they know what yep. handguns you have registered yeah. there now and in the unfortunate incident like you said fire, um, Anthony one of Anthony's staff members here unfortunately had a fire at his home right now when that happens your certificate of occupancy in that in that home is no longer valid you can't stay there and so the that first means thing the police the are going to do not in your residence that's the first thing the police have to do is they have to secure those weapons. If you're caught with something that your grandfather gave you, an M1 carbine, now you're not just looking at a house that's been destroyed. Yeah. Now you're looking at fe you know, federal charges. And now on, you're never going to be able to build, charges. build your house yep. because it's spent on lawyers' fees. It's, uh, it is crazy. There's Friggin a million lawyers. ways they could get into your house. Even a, a cable guy saying that I saw something that might be illegal, right? And telling the police, right. or telling his brother-in-law who's a police or a officer. plumber, it's an anti-gun yes. plumber and who just happens thing. to see it's, your gun cabinet. Or it's just crazy. It's it's getting to the point where it's what, ridiculous. What did Knappen say? Murphy is through in twenty-two. That's the new uh, well, our new, new slogan. Song. New slogan. Well, Murphy is not our governor. Murphy is a presidential candidate. Right. And he's I believe he's that. going to be a presidential yeah. candidate every single day in three years. Cory Booker is going to run against uh, whoever for the presidency. And if he doesn't make it in seven years, Murphy's going to run. I think if so, Murphy wants to run for president, he should go see Dr. Renucci in Montclair. He's a platinum member of the range here. Oh, I thought he was he a dentist. He needs to get those choppers fixed. <laughs> hundreds of millions, and he can't fix his I teeth. know. Just or yeah. I have two words. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ed. Listen, <laughs> he can eat an apple Mr. through a Phil. chain link fence. He could. Phil Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a campaign slogan. <laughs> no one else can do that that I know. No, that's very true. Yes. <laughs> Scott, okay. Scott. Interrupt, Eric. Tell us <laughs> what. <laughs> you came up with the chain link fence, not me. That was good. I that can't was help good. it. I can't help it. All that right. was unplanned and spontaneous. That's, that's the best ones. <laughs> Every time I look at him, I'm like, I want to learn how to play the piano. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, look at all those keys. Oh, yay. That's so. good. <laughs> That's got to go down on a T-shirt. He, he can eat an apple through a chain-link fence. That's great. And What's take our rights like? away. And take our rights away. Scott, tell us while Eric is uh, taking a break on some water here. What else? I mean, the rally, I think, was great. It, it energized us. It got people together. A lot of people got shamed for not going. I read a lot of social media stuff, you know. Uh, and there was one of, one of our guys... Car broke down, muffler went, stopped at a muffler shop, got the muffler fixed, and still got there by like 10.30 in the morning. Wow. Was wow. planning on being there at 7.30 in the morning. Give me a break. If that guy couldn't, if he could, could not, you know, be dissuaded to show up at the rally, everybody should have been there. We should have had 100,000 people. Yeah. You know, the biggest complaint, it should have been on the weekend. But there was a tactical reason why it was that Monday. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. you, I mean, you have to make decisions about that. Yep. And... We we wanted the rally to occur on a day when they'd be voting. We wanted yes. to, we yeah. wanted to show up for us. Yes. We wanted to pack the galleries, which we did, and 
yeah, we could have done it on a weekend when nobody's in Trenton. Right. There's no traffic to be there's disrupted. No, yeah, exactly. Legislators aren't there to right. say, holy crap, there's there's thousands we, of them We out might not there. have gotten any press either. We might have got, and we probably would have gotten more. And, you know, listen, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, you know, this this new rally coming up is, it's, the, I think it's on 14th, a weekend, right? It's a Saturday, the So 14th. it's on a weekend. By the way, that conflicts with, I think, um, the NJGOP is having its first, some kind of first conference that it's had ever, and it, they're welcoming Second Amendment people to that. I think it's that day. But, uh, look, bottom line is, you know, it was a tactical decision, and whether it's the right or wrong one, we know we, know we hit that bell. We rang that bell for sure. Yep. You know, as it turns out, one out of every three of us is caring for an aging parent. And if you're one of us, I don't have to tell you how difficult that can be. And until now, good sound advice that you could really trust was few and far between. The show is called Parents Are Hard to Raise. And every week it's jam-packed with expert advice and some pretty cool tips and tricks that'll help you and your parents grow older together without losing your minds. It's free expert elder care advice with a Jersey attitude. Parents are Hard to Raise, available on iTunes, Google Play, and live every Tuesday at noon on iHeartRadio. And for the technically challenged and you cheap old bastards without smartphones, available at parentsarehardtoraise.org. And, and Scott, for everyone who didn't show up at the rally, it would be nice if they made a $20 donation to help defray the rally costs. What website would they visit if they wanted to make a $20 donation because they didn't show up? ANJRPC.org. ANJRPC.org. Thank you. A measly $20 right. donation. People donated 10 bucks to be on the bus. Bus captains broke their asses. Iggy broke their ass. Yep. All the other volunteers, my IT guy, my art guy, my poor receptionist up here in Concierge, and everybody else that had to handle all of these calls. If you did not make the rally, what the hell is a $20 donation? Let's oil the pump a little bit and get us to the next level. Because George Soros is not going to write the check no. for us. No. So, Scott, uh, Eric asked uh, a little bit of a Civics 101 class uh, because we're getting tons of phone calls and emails, too. What do I do with my magazines? When? What day would start? A lot of people don't realize it was just the full assembly signed it. After assembly committee. Two. Then it, two committees. Two yeah. committees. Then it goes to the full assembly. They voted on it. Now, go ahead. Give everybody okay. their civics lesson. So, so the way a bill becomes law in New Jersey is very simple. Okay. The, the, way, this legisl the way things are set up is there's the governor. And there's two houses of the legislature. There's the Senate and the Assembly. And in order for a bill to become law, it has to be passed out of both houses, both the Assembly and the Senate. And then it goes to the governor's desk, and the governor has choices. The governor has to sign it. He can veto it. He can conditionally veto it. But basically, three giant entities need to all agree before a bill becomes law. And in each of those two houses, there's a process to get it through the House. So first it's heard in committee, at least one and sometimes more in that same house, okay, before it goes to the floor. What happened on March 26th, the day of the rally, is in the assembly, the bills had gone through two committees and went to the floor of the assembly, and it passed out of the assembly. So there's still two giant pieces of the puzzle that have to, their process hasn't come yet. So we are far from the moment when these things become law. So it still has to go over to Senate. It's got to go through Senate committee, at least one, and then the full Senate. Okay, the two distinct events that will usually happen days or weeks apart, 
And then once, now the other thing is, if the Senate doesn't pass the same version that the Assembly passed, then they have to be reconciled. But if they do pass the same exact version, then at that point, within a day after the Senate passes it, it goes to the governor's desk. And then he has a certain amount of time to act on it before, you know, before the, you know, his time to do that passes. So it's just because you've heard it passed out of committee or it passed one house doesn't, it's not a law yet. It's not in force. Nobody has to do anything. And we have, we've made, we're, we're working, trying to get amendments made, not that we're ever going to support these bills, but to try to address some of the really, really egregious, horrible things that impact good guys. So, um, that's the process. I mean, I mean, Ant, you want me to um, yeah, talk the, about some of the bills? Yes, well, please. The, the news is reporting as if it was signed. Of course. Saying, oh, of course. This was well, I'm not sure reporters, reporters miss Civics 101, too. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And there is such bias in the media in New Jersey. Real, I mean, I, real quick, I, had, I did an article for Fatherly Magazine. Google Fatherly Magazine. It's a magazine for millennials, and they did a whole thing on we're the only family gun range. I told her, well, you let the scouts shoot here for merit badges. She made me look like an idiot because scouts can't be around guns, which she was wrong. I sent her an right. email. She said they were going to correct it. They didn't. I told her we have 220 guns for rent. She put down we have 1,500 guns for rent. You know, <laughs> there's, a, there's about matter. nine factual issues in the article, and she literally spent five hours with me. And then she emailed me, and then she called me to answer questions. And I answered the questions, and they came out wrong. Overall, great article for my business, yeah, yeah. but... Anybody who's a gun person reads it and goes, ew. If you're a non-gun person, you walk away going, wow, that's pretty badass. Family gun range, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, Scott, yeah, if you can give us some updates okay. on the bills. So, so just repeating, on the magazine ban, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. <coughs> you do not have to get rid of your magazines at this point. Do not leave them on Eric <laughs> Rebel's doorstep. Please. Bring them okay. to the range. Yeah, bring them um, here. Yeah, Anthony yeah. was joking. He's going to put a bin just out there in front of Rebel's yeah. place <laughs> and then uh, pick it up early in the morning. But, but listen, so... We, there has been added an amendment so you can permanently block your magazines like you can now. Okay, so that's in there. And then also there's a, an implementation period. Once, the, once it does become law, I think it's six months. It's 180 I think days. It's, I think it's six months until you actually yep. have to comply. So it's not like, you know, it's not like the hammer's about to drop or the guillotine's about to cut your head off. Um, so, by the way, the ammo bill... Actually, let's talk about the really bad ones first. These two mental health bills, oh the gun violence restraining the no order. No due process bills. No due process. Okay, one of them is one of them has due process now because we've been testifying on it for years. But the new one, the one, the one that you can have your Second Amendment rights suspended and your guns seized with no advance like warning or notice. Or a nurse? Okay, no, that's a different bill. Oh. Okay, this is a family member or oh, law enforcement oh, that they've completely rewritten that bill from the first version that we thoroughly analyzed but listen the bottom line on that bill is here's their premise their premise is that in an emergency situation there's no process for dealing with that and that is false there is a process in a true emergency you can call the police police have expanded powers in an emergency it's called a community caretaking or exigent circumstances where they can come in they can stop a problem. They can take firearms if they need to in a true emergency. And, you know, so think about this for a second. In a true emergency, you think your neighbor's going to do something, okay? It's time sensitive, like it's imminent. Are you, A, going to fill out an affidavit or run into court, wait for a judge, <laughs> hope the judge right. decides the right way, argue, marshal your evidence, or B, are you going to call 911 and have the police deal with it right then and there? The, the answer is obvious. And the question is, 
if there's enough time to run into court, there's enough time to notify the person whose constitutional rights are on the chopping block. That is just absurd. So, so there's that bill. There's the, the, the nurses, social workers, and marriage counselors bill, which does have mm. due process because of past work gun owners have done in previous sessions. But it, the same thing I just said applies about what's it doing? If it's a true emergency, there's already a process. Do you really need this, number and, one? And what are the qualifications yeah, of these Number people? two, should a nurse or social worker right. or a marriage counselor have the ability to, to push over the first domino to suspend your rights? Right. And thirdly, there's a horrible mistake in the bill that says in the event your guns are seized and not returned, they can be sold and you forfeit. You're right. There's two types oh. of forfeiture in New Jersey. There's one type where you can't possess the property, but when it's sold, you get the proceeds from it. There's the other kind for really heinous acts you know, like, um, like for example, the OJ. He wrote a book. He can't keep the proceeds from the book. Okay, that that the property is you can't have the property. It's sold, and you don't get the money. It defaults to the state. They use that one for this. It's a blatant mistake. We've been talking about that for a couple of years now, and they haven't fixed it. Okay. Then we got the the ammo ban, which started out as a. Uh. a it started out in 2013 as a ban on basically every rifle round. Then it became a ban on one particular armor-piercing round that was already federally banned, right? So it was totally redundant, didn't do anything. And now it's become something else where they've basically taken the federal language on armor-piercing and just copied it and pasted it into <laughs> New Jersey law. Again, does nothing. Yeah. Feel good, makes headlines. Whether you pass or not, the law is exactly the same. What's the point? Okay, same thing with this... Uh, with the background check bill. They've taken a national template, okay, that doesn't apply in New Jersey because you can't have a private sale in New Jersey without having had a background check. You don't get your FID card. You don't get a handgun purchase permit, both of which you need to buy to do a private sale in New Jersey without having had a background check. But no, we have to have background checks on on purchases that already require background checks. <laughs> Feel good, makes headlines, yeah. does nothing. Or okay? what it probably does is give the state an additional fee to charge for something. I don't think it's about money, but you're you're right. I mean, this is just about you're a gun owner. We hate you. We think you're the problem. We're going to just make gun ownership harder and harder and harder. The the final bill that's out there is this uh, justifiable need bill. And and what it basically does is remember that whole skirmish with Governor Christie. Mm -hmm. Okay, it it showed that there was a flaw. Okay, when they first passed justifiable need, the legislature didn't define it. Okay, the court defined it. Okay, and then the state police codified that in a regulation, and they did it wrong. That came to light with the whole skirmish between Christie and the legislature, and this is their way of trying to fix that. They're trying to cement the flawed definition into the statute to to basically make it permanently impossible for any honest, regular, ordinary person to be able to defend themselves with a firearm outside the home. Okay, so... and. As you know, ANJRPC has a lawsuit pending mm-hmm. on that. We're going to take it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. New Jersey's going to have to be dragged kicking and screaming into that era to recognize right to carry, and we're happy to oblige. So <laughs> th- this is all just the first wave, just so everybody understands. It's not going to be over after these six bills are done. You know, we know Murphy's agenda. He talked about it during the campaign. We know Senator Weinberg's agenda. You know, the, the smart gun, the new smart gun bill hasn't moved yet. There are going to be waves of legislation coming, but at least they're coming in manageable chunks, and we're going to surf and ride those waves and try to crash as many of them as we can. Fantastic. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, Eric, what 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 magazines were those that were left at your doorstep? <laughs> they were uh, 
Ruger, Ruger two Ruger fifteen round magazines. Then I had a, uh, the next day was was more. I want. It's, them. it's like it's, yeah. It's, I'm no, gonna, I want. I'm so. going to so do I a soupy a, sales when, here. If you have a magazine and don't know what to do with it or, or scared of it, you can just send it to Gun for Hire. <laughs> attention, me, and we're good. Yes. <laughs> just make sure it's permanently blocked so, if it's over fifteen. The thing is, yes. I, I look at the video. I look at the camera and I see somebody not walking briskly away through the parking lot. And then I, then I look outside because I have the bulletproof bulkhead when you come into our doorway. And I look at the, you know, almost like the bank has the slot underneath. And underneath there I have two magazines. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, what are these people doing? It was the magazine fairy made a delivery. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank it's you, like, God. That's it, wonderful. Yeah, it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's just a panic. People, the news has made it as if this has already passed. Oh, and it's ammunition is going to be bad, too. I know. I deal with so the phone calls yeah. and emails all day. If you have 9-millimeter ammunition, you could also send that thing. <laughs> or, what about 45? 45 is good, too. Yeah, they get a band of My 45. My staff is inundated with phone calls about what they're going to do. What, what do we do in our magazines? What does this mean? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can, oh. so, so since uh, it, October may be where they end up, somewhere October, November, where they may have something to sign. Uh, and, then, and then even could if be that, earlier than could that. Be right, earlier. Could, be, could be by the summer. Okay, so let's say September. Well, but September, then you got six months you have after six that. Months and September. we have our lawsuit coming, yeah. too. October, November, now, December, the, January, it's February, March. It's, it's a year from now. If they pass that law, and and could we file a lawsuit and get an injunction against We're the gonna law? We're going to try, yes. Okay. Yeah, you can, okay, and you have to, there are specific things you have to show, which Dan Schmutter can talk to you about on another show. Yeah. Okay, you have to show likelihood of success. You have to show irreparable injury and no other way to, you know, to, to get the same result. We're going to go for that. Okay, whether we get it or not, you know, the New Jersey courts are not mm. exactly on our side, but we're certainly right. going to try. Okay, and if they don't, then we're going to try to expedite the case. The, listen, this issue is already in the pipeline to the U.S. Supreme Court. There's the California case that ANJRPC put in a friend of the court brief on. It's already on its way. This is going to be our way of, uh, you know, uh, it's, it will be a federal lawsuit, and our lawyers are queued up and ready to go. That's fantastic. So, and, and more. So wow. more is coming. Uh, don't forget gunsitters.com, gunsitters.com. Support those who support us. ANJRPC.org, 20 measly dollars. Uh, please do not email mail my staff if it needs to be American money, euros, Bitcoin, <laughs> wampum, it, it uh, gold bullion, or anything else like that. Uh, $20, it's right on the ANJRPC.org site, please. Uh, Multi-state CCW, April 24th and May 2nd. Urban Precision Rifle. It's going to be at the Shooter's Gauntlet in Pennsylvania. 1,500 yards, June 9th and June 10th. Two-day class. We do this with Tier 1, by the way. Uh, holster Draw, May 1st. Urban Pistol 1, April 28th. Urban Carbine 1, April 19th. CPR AED and Quick Clot, April 22nd. Thank you all for what you do. Eric, keep doing it at Gunsitter. Scott, thanks for doing everything you do for us in New Jersey and unifying all of our people. It's a pleasure. September 22nd, New Jersey Safe Town, and April 14th is the state uh, rally. Uh, a couple of statistics here from the United States Secret Service. Uh, did you know that 68% of all mass shootings were uh, committed by somebody who sh already showed signs of mental illness? 25% of those people had hospitalizations or were being treated by medication. But it's no. the gun's fault. 75% of those people also 
communicated the fact ahead of time that they were going to do something bad that police could have stepped in on, but, oh, I don't know, didn't. Broward County? Okay. Enough said. We love you guys. Um, Coward County. Coward County. <laughs> Uh, Gunfire Radio is a kinetic media production. The music used in this broadcast was founded by Cosmo Music LLC in New York, New York, under the license of Broadcast Music Incorporated. I'm Sandy Berardi. On behalf of my co-host, Master Trainer, Anthony Colangelo, and the rest of the crew here at Gunfire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. See you guys next week. Once you still got diarrhea. That's right.